Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. So I'm happy to welcome back Stephanie Johnson, who is executive director of His Hope Ministries, and one of her board members, Andrew Breeding, who also serves as treasurer for the board, to continue our conversation about the need to help those who find themselves homeless. Um, In our last episode, we talked about just in general what the mission is. And I'm going to ask you to say that again, Stephanie, for the new listeners on this podcast. We talked about youth and unaccompanied youth, those who are 16 to 25, who find themselves without anyone and may uh, age out of the system and the support they need. And some of the great things that you're doing in helping to provide shelter and programs and resources to the homeless in Caroline County. So to frame this uh, continuing conversation, give us the mission of the the ministries again, please. Absolutely. So our mission is we're a Christ-centered ministry committed to ending homelessness in the community through comprehensive services, resources, and programs for our individuals, families, youth, veterans, and anyone else in between that. (laughs) And so one of the the reasons we decided to have you guys come back is um, we mentioned at the end of the last episode about senior citizens. And so, you know, that's something that we're seeing in Caroline County in the Eastern Shore, Delmarva, is the aging of our population. Absolutely. And I know that County Commissioner Frank Bartz, that's one of the things that is of particular interest to him, is providing that affordable housing for people who are 55 and over. I hesitate it because I find myself on that back end of that age. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like I should be a senior citizen. But the real at heart for him is someone who finds themselves having a regular income now on a fixed income and the cost of living, not just of having a home, um, but the cost of maintaining and et cetera, puts those folks at risk. And so let's talk a little bit about that population and how you can re- help them um, with the services and the programs that you have. Absolutely. So um, currently we have our senior haven, which is at the corner of Market Street and Gay Street. So it's 1000 Market Street. The town was gracious enough to grant us that space. Um, that's right there on the old Southern States property. So okay. it's a little three bedroom one bath house that houses our guests from 62 and older. Um, It's transitional housing, so they can stay there for up to two years. Um, So pretty much it's been a little tough because finding senior housing, pretty much the only way that something becomes available is unfortunately when someone either passes or, you know, happens to move in with family or whatnot. So the time frame is a little bit longer. So we allow them to stay for up to two years there, but it's independent living. So they are pretty much on their own to take care of what they need to. They still receive case management. We do um, get them out and take them to the store if needed, but we partner with um, like adult daycare if needed or the senior center. Um, We um, connect them to, you know, the bus services, trying to get them to do things as if they were independent living, but we're still there to support them just as we are the guests at the shelter. Sure. And uh, on the last episode, we talked about uh, 
people who find themselves homeless being able to still work, right? Absolutely. So I would say that the, the seniors still have the capability um, to still be in the workplace. Do you have many? Have you found that? Most of our most of our seniors are retired, or gotcha. they receive SSI or you know Social Security. But um, they're kind of usually past their working times. Gotcha. Maybe they find volunteer positions okay. or things like that. But most of the time, they just they are on a fixed income. Sure. Okay. Actually. I take that back. One of our gentlemen has had a couple of jobs in the community, but he's a rarity. Usually they do have their fixed income, but we sure. do have a few that right. still work. Yeah, Because as a sidebar, as we're finding that this labor market is so tight and labor market participation, you know, um, people are working longer yes. um, or want to work yeah. longer because they can, because they're healthier. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's one thing that um, this conversation and the previous conversation has shown is that these folks who find themselves homeless, and I keep using that phrase, is because of a fire, which you mentioned, or just circumstances, they're still part of the community. They're still part and they need work. They need uh, they need um, devotional services, they need programs, they need help. And you mentioned the partnership uh, with adult daycare. Andrew, at the end of the last podcast, you were starting to talk about the partnerships with businesses. So what? how can that work? What would be needed? Well, you know, um, money up front, okay. first and okay. foremost. You know, and unfortunately, that's the reality of any nonprofit organization is funding. Um um, so, you know, first and foremost, business and individual um, and church partners that so we have those three categories uh, for monthly partnerships. We, we are uh, about to really start um, a, a campaign to increase um, our number um, of monthly partners because gotcha. that's really how Absolutely. we can thrive. Um, you know, we are right now heavily reliant on grant funding and we are, you know, grateful for it. Uh, and blessed by it, but it comes with, um, there's some stipulations it comes with um, sure. that make it just, you know, extra paperwork. Um, yeah. right. <laughs> extra, and, and extra, sometimes a lack, lack of yeah, flexibility and agility. Extra, Absolutely. extra accounting, making sure that we're able to separate expenses and track them appropriately so that, you know, and the other thing with, with the grant funding is that most of it is a, on a reimbursable basis. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have to spend that money first submit for reimbursements and then if grant awards don't come you know right now we're in that situation we're waiting on the next fiscal year's grant awards sure um and so we are operating out of the cash that we had you know saved um right. and that 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 will dwindle by the time those grants come in so it kind of puts some stresses on on the organization to make sure we're able to continue to do what we do um community partners would really help solve that issue gotcha so, so it has it's yeah. like any business you mm -hmm. have to have the cash flow absolutely so right? and you know a consistent monthly cash flow is is really you know um what will help us achieve our goals right now and then also into the future uh, when we open a year-round shelter mm -hmm. um, will really help sustain that so you know our my business uh, as the, the general manager of bob breeding general contractors you know we're monthly partners um, you know, Bilbo Electric has been a monthly partner for many years. Sure. Um, Stephanie, you can name the others. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, from Tenchi to um, 
I'm trying to just think. And we apologize if we forget you at this yes. very, we don't have any papers in front of <laughs> yeah. us. Right, that's right, because this is yes. a conversation. So what we'll make sure, um, so in a pr- in post-production, we'll get with you, and we, we'll make sure we list those. Because Absolutely. Towers non- Concrete is another one. So. Okay. Yep. And as they come to mind, as we continue this conversation, please give a shout out, because yes. people want to help. Um, and business owners want to help, but they also want to make sure that they're putting their word out that they're doing this. So their partners, Absolutely. their competitors should also too. Uh, so yeah, Lynn's, Lynn's, her, her mantra, Lynn, Keckler, Lynn Ken- yeah, Ke- yes. before she passed her mantra when we started this partnership program is, you know, all we need is a thousand people and businesses to give us a hundred dollars. I think it was like $20 a month. Yeah. That's what it was. If a hundred is, is a little bit high. If we can find a thousand individuals and, and partners to give us $20 a month our problems are solved. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. an easy metric. So yeah. I think that um, is going to be the title of our <laughs> podcast, this podcast episode. Um, just give the $20 a month to His Hope Ministries to help people who are just, you know, we talked about this at the last episode. They, for whatever reason, find themselves without shelter, without a place to lay their head, without a a mailing address, you know, and I want to delve a little bit more into that. Without that physical location, there's so much that can't happen for an individual. You can't get an ID. Um, it is very tough because if you don't have an ID, a birth certificate, and a social security card, you got to halt everything. And, right. um, you know, luckily we have all of those partnerships in place that we're able to connect with those um, services and get that taken care of first because, but it's hard because, the stories that we've had of challenges to get, whether right. it's the, a different last name from, because when you're working with older people, you know, they didn't really have to go through a process of changing their name. It just kind right. of happened within the school system. So now you've got a birth certificate that has one last name and now their life has been with another na- name. And so finding how you work through that, navigate through that is a challenge. But, um, and then when you have out of state, um, that takes a little longer because you have to apply for it and get it mailed back to you. And then, um, but here, if they're born in the state of Maryland, that's one thing that helps a lot. But then if they don't have an ID, then it's like, you have to have proof. So you got to get medical records. It's just, it's such like a whirlwind to get sure. just those basic documents so that they can even get started to look for housing. But right. luckily we we've been able to connect with all of those services. And so we have, we have a routine down now, so we're oh, good. Good. <laughs> good. good. Yes. But it, it does take some time, but, um, that's what we're here for. So getting a house and then getting a job because Absolutely. background checks and, yes. you know, knowing that somebody is able, some employers still look at that. Yep. Um, getting a cell phone, right, Um, to be able to communicate. Do you offer any type of uh, technology services like that? Like, um, do you have a place where somebody can get online or? Oh, absolutely. uh, That's where they go when they come to the resource center. We have laptops, laptops set up for them so they can look for jobs, look for housing. So yeah, we have laptops at the shelter as well that they have access to to use at any time. Mm -hmm. Um, They can use our phone there in the office if they need to make phone calls or have them return to them. So yeah, we provide all of that. We we try to make it as easy for them as possible. And you know, sometimes even making that phone call is a little nerve wracking for an individual. So sure. we'll we'll handhold if we need to to help them get what they need done. So yes. now, what about 
after. So somebody has come in, it's more of a temporary situation. And then, you know, they've, they've found shelter. Um, they're on their way to getting back to what, to the life they had before. Do you provide, I guess, after need care? Absolutely. Okay. So after they have moved into their housing, we case manage with them for a month, every okay. once a month, just to check in. Obviously, if they need something before that, they can call us and reach out if needed. But we check in monthly with them until they just have found a spot where they're very comfortable and they don't need us anymore. But um, that's what we can follow up to two years with, um, okay. if necessary. So um, yeah. it's really dependent on the the. Um, the client themselves. Yeah, but the last they, thing we would want is is to 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 work with somebody when their shelter get the, you know, and that's assuming we can find them a place, you know, yeah, a rental, which right. is that's a whole different yes. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know, um, have them go in and then a few months later find out that they missed a payment and they're getting evicted. Yeah. Right. Um, they, we we have access to to grant funding, yeah. um, you know, state federal dollars that can help with that. Because that's the that's the ultimate goal of that funding. You know, the, the state just wants you know it, let's it, get people in housing, keep them there. You know, Absolutely. so right. th- there's money available. Um, it's it's you know, but you know, we just need to. That's why that contact is so important. Yeah. You know, just to make hey, are you, are you checking in? Are you doing all right? Um, even with other th- things like utility bills. Yep. You know, we've had people yep. with, you know, who couldn't go to an application for housing because they had. You know, some crazy high unpaid electric bill that they didn't even know about or something <laughs> oh, like that. Yeah. That, that, that has yeah. happened. So sure. um, let's, we'll help with that. You know, we'll, we'll be the liaison. We'll talk to gotcha. the electric company or the, the town for, you know, right. let's see if we can't get that reduced or find some, for, some funding source to get that paid and get that off your record. So, and one thing, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. One thing that Andy mentioned last time was about partnering with, businesses who would want to work with us to say, hey, we need whatever position and reaching out to us and saying, do you have somebody that could fill that position? Because we actually have done that with one person. Now that I think about it in town, he was like, hey, I need somebody to come and just help with some pallets and breaking down um, some boxes. Do you have anybody? And we were like, absolutely. And so we partnered like that. So that would be a great thing to have businesses reach out if they need the labor force and seeing who we have available to get them connected. That would be awesome. I think those are really two very easy asks of the business community. $20 a month and reach out if you need help because yep. that is, you know, that's building up that community. Um, so we talked about the funding and in the last episode, we talked about the people that you service in Caroline County. Do you find that when they've transitioned out of the, the shelter, are they staying in Caroline County? Can they stay in Caroline County? And then this is all going back to your um, comment, Andrew, about housing. Mm-hmm. What are you finding in these last three or four years with this crazy housing market? It is very difficult, but even when we have people that haven't come from this county, they want to stay here. Uh, it happens every time. They're like, you know, we can say, oh, well, we may found some housing in Cambridge or somewhere else, but they nine times out of 10 want to stay here in Caroline County. It's, sure. it's, a, it's so funny to see that happen too, because they, as they're here in the shelter and they get acclimated to the areas, they're just like, I really like it here. And, yeah. um, so even if they didn't start here, they always want to finish here, it seems like. so. And so where can they go? What are you finding from a very unique perspective about the availability of housing? Yeah, I know that, um, you know, 
kind of our board basically kind of kicked off in full force during COVID. Um, and there were like literally no rentals available. Right. Um, and I, I think that's eased up a little bit, but what we are finding is the, you know, rental costs are, and that's just a market thing. I mean, sure. r- rental rates are high right now. Interest rates aren't helping with that. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, people looking to buy new investment properties, um, you know, with debt are finding that they've got to raise their rates in order to be able to make those cash flow. So that trickles down to us, Um, you know, being able to not only find something, but find something that somebody can afford. Because ultimately, if we put somebody in a rental, but it's $3,000 a month, how's that going to help them? They're going to get, you know, we we may be able to provide some assistance for a little bit, but like eventually they've got a, um, and they may be starting out at, at a, you know, an entry level position somewhere right. where, you know, on a, you know, around minimum wage or higher that you can't sustain that. So, sure. um, you know, Stephanie could probably speak to more, more recently where we've been able to place people. But, you know, I, I think from a, you know, just on a economic development side, I would love to see, um, a push in Caroline County for some people to get together to figure out how do we bring on affordable housing? How do we tackle affordable housing? I know there are places that are. I know that also developing affordable housing is difficult. Sure. I mean, it's it's a you know where do you where do you locate those things? How do you find the right developers and partners um, to 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 you know tackle those that those the federal side the grants the sure. you know the the funding side to make that work? But um, it's a, it's a need here, um, yeah. not just from the people we serve, but the people who are on the brink. Of right. being served by us. That's right. You know, yeah. a lot of people, you know, I forget what the numbers are, uh, living paycheck to paycheck. And that's mm-hmm. a real issue real and a struggle. real struggle. And people just doing what they can to keep their heads above water, you know, with with rising prices due to inflation, you know, just attacking them from every side, everywhere yeah, exactly. you go. So, um, you know, you know, how can we as a community come together to, you know, to tackle those issues mm-hmm. so that, you know, we can keep our shelter that the numbers that it has instead of needing a you know some right, yeah. you know a hundred bed right. shelter. We we don't we want to see like you I you think know, you said earlier you know uh, ultimately a zero bed shelter yeah. is what yes, the goal right. is. We yeah you know we want to work ourselves out of jobs. Yes. So right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yep. or volunteer positions in my case. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> Absolutely, we're thankful for like our um, private landlords that we connect with that are able to assist um, our guests. And, you know, we have some landlords that reach out to us and say, hey, we have an um, apartment coming open. Sure. Do you have anybody available for us? So we're thankful for those people. And the answer to sure. that question is always yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Yes, we yes. do. So that is a huge help for sure. And, you know, even um, me and some of my staff went and took a tour of the tiny house village in Salisbury. Okay. And so, um, you know, looking at that as even something as transitional housing for um for people to have a little bit longer of a stay if they're waiting to move into that permanent housing. I don't know what that looks like for us necessarily, but you know, obviously that's a, always a great uh, option because sure. it's it's really cool to see. You have your own little space. It's not something permanent by any means, but it still gives you the privacy out of the shelter because not everybody is um, set up for shelter space. You know, We do have people in this community that are living in their cars. We have youth that rather go couch to couch rather than come into a shelter. We have gotcha. people 
living in the woods in tents. So, you know, there's all different types of homelessness. But, um, you know, we if we find out about it, we're, we reach out to them as well. You know, you don't have to just be in our shelter to get the services. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It, yeah th- so I think that that's important because we are talking about now in these conversations, we've had uh, this growing number of need, those on the brink, mm-hmm. those who are choosing not to be in the shelter. And your organization and your volunteers and your board members are still and staff are still helping them so that you don't get to the point where you've got somebody who can't even afford to be in their car and they're just out there Absolutely. literally on, uh, on the street. And so, you know, I think affordable housing, that term, that phrase, that label has kind of gotten a bad rap over sure. the last yeah. several decades there, but there's that, that need and then there's need for housing that's affordable and looking at that right as um outside of the programs that too is such a struggle yeah, and, 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 and i don't want to speak yeah. against anything the county has already done to address that i just oh, you know, yeah. i'm on a i'm we're, we don't build residential i'm on the commercial sure. side so um you know i i don't know all the ins and outs i just know that um you know, when people say affordable housing, they think of oh, Section 8 or the, the projects yeah. and stuff like that. Right. And, and there are a lot of different ways that affordable housing can be done. I mean, the, the you know, the, the community um, that was just built in Denton outside of McDonald's looks fantastic. Yes. Um, there are ways to build, you know, um, and funding available to incorporate affordable units into into developments yes. that, you know, with yes. a certain number of units. Um, exactly. I know a lot of counties outside of here, I, I used to work in Montgomery County, um, they mandated it. You know, D.C. Mm-hmm. mandates um, certain number of affordable units per, you know, per development. Right. Um, so, and and not saying that our county isn't working on that. I, I think, you know, the, the, the work that our, our town officials and our county officials do here with the minimal resources we have Absolutely. in Carolina County is fantastic, yeah. and I applaud them. Um, you know, not here to, to discount that, nope, but really, you know, you know, we, we know there's a need and it's not just the people we see and maybe we, you know, come together and figure this out and figure out how we can be the example exactly for the, for the shore. Yeah. So because yeah. we even noticed with like the landlords, I mean, they were hit hard during COVID let's just be honest. Oh, and, yeah. um, you know, but after that they started bidding out, some landlords started bidding out their apartments. So it was like, these apartments were going to the highest bidder. So then it was like, oh, this is another hit for our, um, our guests. But, you know, so, I mean, I know it's all, it's, it's business, but it's, that's the struggle that we There are some unique opportunities, you know, I mean, uh, office, you know, and I know Caroline County is typically a little um, lags behind in some of the other markets, but, you know, office space in, in certain, you know, more urban areas is vacant. And what they're doing is, is trying to figure out ways to flip that over and get it rezoned into residential Mm -hmm. so they can redevelop it in something that's needed. I mean, there are certainly opportunities here, you know, if if somebody has an office property and they can't find people to, to lease it, right. Well, let's, let's remove those barriers and figure out how, how can we get that into something that, because, you know, if somebody has to go default on an office property and the right. bank acquires, that doesn't help anybody. Exactly. So, you know, how can we, what can we do to remove barriers so that we can incorporate something that, you know, the community needs and, and would be, you know, would be helpful. Yep. Um, yeah. And make sure. And so that, that idea of affordability, um, that keeps getting, that keeps changing. What is affordable? Keep that, <laughs> the, the wages aren't going up 
at the same rate as that uh, that ooze housing. That's the very basics of uh, inflation. <laughs> um, so looking at these creative solutions mm-hmm. of how to reimagine space that's already built so you don't have that cost and serving the population of homeless, serving the people who are on the brink and serving those who are just one disaster away from that. I think you're right, Andrew. That's a, a thing that we all can work towards. Yep. Government of the town, of the county, private industry, individuals, well, I, I know the, and our, I know our county commissioners right now, um, you know, part of the government, but also business owners. I mean, they, they you know, they're yes. at that meeting point there. I mean, these aren't career councilmen here. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, right. They, they, they meet on Tuesdays and, and then, you know, Monday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're at work. So, sure. um, you know, bringing that together, I mean, where, you know, I think in Caroline County, you know, we're unique in that. You know, let's let's partner. Let's bring That's businesses right. and government Absolutely. together and figure it out together. Huge yeah. so. supporters. Yep. Yes. Well, thank you both for coming back. I appreciate it. This has been a great conversation. And again, um, Stephanie, if you'll give the phone number for anybody who wants to reach out, business, individual, partner, et cetera, um, and that way they can reach out to you and see how they can help. Absolutely. They can reach me at the office uh, at 443-448-7297. Great. Andrew, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for having us again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform.